Hello to all of my fixers. Over the past few weeks, I have felt convicted that due to the climate of the world, my normal tongue-in-cheek poking fun at mankind's dumbest moments seems to be in poor taste. Therefore, for now, and perhaps forever, I'm revamping the podcast. The first thing is, there's going to be a lot of changes. First of all, the name. You've probably already noticed it's no longer You Can't Fix Stupid, but it's been changed to Flavor and Light. I believe that in a time of uncertainty, when there is so much fear around the country, that we need to unite as a society, at least on an emotional and spiritual level. I want to take this time to draw nearer to God, and while I'm doing that, I want to do what I can to bring light to the lives of others out there. In the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 13, Jesus tells us people, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under. Y'all, Jesus calls us to be flavorful, to bring what is good into the world, to bring, to emphasize what is good in the world. That's why the name of the podcast will be Flavor. In John chapter 12, verse 36, at the beginning, Jesus said, Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light. So therefore, y'all, we are Jesus calls us to be flavorful children of light. That's why the podcast is being renamed Flavor and Light. Now, for me to do what I want to with this podcast, and it's always been to add a bit of humor or add a bit of joy to someone else's day, really this is just my fun thing, but I want it to bring joy to you all. But for me to do that, I want your help. I am asking for you all to reach out to my new email, flavor.light.podcast at gmail.com. Send me your prayer requests. Send me positive stories and jokes. Let me know what your struggles are. Again, my goal is to create a sense of comfort and peace and maybe add in a dash of humor. And I hope that along the way, somebody else's day is brightened by it. I hope that somebody gets encouragement. And I hope that you all feel the impact of positivity. I thank you all for staying with me on this journey. I thank you all for listening previously. And I pray that you continue to do so. Because of the climate of fear that we're facing right now, I want to begin each episode by examining what God has to say about fear, anxiety, or peace, followed by a story or two of the goodness in mankind, and ending with prayer requests so that we can join together in praying for needs. The passage I want to focus on comes from 2 Timothy, chapter 1, and it begins in verse 6. It's really just a three-verse segment. It's Second Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. In the New Living Translation, it says, This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. 
For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord, and don't be ashamed of me either, even though I am in prison for him. With the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because that was his plan from before the beginning of time, to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. This passage is a letter written to Timothy from the Apostle Paul. Paul reminds Timothy to fuel the spiritual gifts God gave him. We can apply this to our lives by doing the same for our own spiritual gifts. That means so much in the same way that we strengthen our muscles by lifting weights or doing crunches. We use those muscles. We give them some resistance. We need to use our spiritual gifts more. That means if your gift is teaching, you teach. That's hard in this climate right now. You can't go into a classroom and teach. Churches are all closed right now. You have nowhere to teach. But y'all, we live in the electronic age. Start a Facebook page. Follow a Facebook page. There's Instagram, Twitter. There's FaceTime. There's Zoom. There's all sorts of resources you can reach out and you can teach in the areas you excel in. If you are a math teacher, reach out and teach somebody some math. If you are a Sunday school leader, maybe make a video presentation and post it on Facebook of a lesson that you would do that would, you know, I would love to have something for my five-year-old to listen to that he would actually get more out of. Um, but whatever your gift is, figure out how to adapt it for today's climate. We have a built-in prayer list right now. We know we need to pray for our president. We need to pray for our congressmen and our congresswomen. We need to pray for our senators. We need to pray for our leaders, the people in charge of the CDC, our governors, our mayors, our uh, county commissioners, our medical workers, the heads of the hospitals, the doctors, the nurses, the people who have to clean up these messes in the hospital, uh, the people who are going into work and making the medical equipment. They all need our prayers. Those that are already afflicted, those that are lying in hospital beds dying alone because we are scared and we don't know how to fight this virus, those are all things you can pray for. Um, in the next verse, Paul tells Timothy, For God has not given you a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Y'all, there is so much power in this statement. It has been a verse that I stand firm on my entire life. It has become my own personal anthem. When I have needed extra courage, when I have felt the need for power, this has been my anthem. While these words were Paul's words directed at Timothy specifically, we know that these words were intended for all of God's people. History has shown us that serving God often requires us to have courage, often requires power. But God calls us not only to be powerful, but full of love and self-discipline. Therefore, this courage and this power comes with the responsibility to also be loving and full of self-discipline. In verse 8, Paul tells Timothy, not to be ashamed of telling others about God in a time when Paul himself was already being persecuted for sharing God's message. He was literally writing to Timothy from prison while being imprisoned for sharing the gospel of Jesus. Telling him 
Essentially, not to be scared to tell others about Jesus. Paul reminds Timothy that God gives strength to get us through suffering. He also told Timothy to be prepared to suffer. As here we learn that following God is not some magic solution to never face suffering. We are, after all, still sinful humans. There's still going to be suffering. We are guaranteed to suffer as it is a part of the human condition. In verse 9, Paul continues that not only has God saved us, but that we are called to live a holy life. Can I point out, because it is one of my biggest pet peeves that I see from other Christians, they use the guise of a air quote holy life to pass judgment on others. The thing is, is that when we pass judgment, we equate ourselves with the Pharisees, which passed so much judgment that they found cause to persecute Christ because he was considered to be out of line spiritually. That should be a lesson for us to not look down at others just because their walk appears different from yours. You know, that divorcee may have asked for the divorce, but you don't know what was going on in that marriage. Um, Just like you don't know anyone's full situation. I digress though. God called us to live a holy life for no other reason than because it was a part of his plan to show us his grace. Y'all, God has not given us a spirit of fear. We are not to be ashamed of being Christians. We are living in crazy times. The other day, I let a gentleman in front of me in the grocery store. He had two items. It was literally nothing for me to let him in front of me. The man nearly teared up as we talked, waiting for the line to move. This is what made me realize that in all things, I need to be a blessing to others, especially while the world has gone all sorts of upside down. I have learned in my 30-odd years that the tiniest acts of kindness can have a ripple effect that brings a bit of happiness not just to the receiver, but the not just to the receiver of the random act of kindness, but to those who hear about it as well. I found this act of kindness on WashingtonPost.com. Stig, a kindergartner, had been taking care of a flower that was growing next to the stairs of his home. He watched as the leaves peeked out of the earth and its stem began to stretch towards the sky. Stig became excited as a bud grew and it looked as if soon the flower would open up and allow little Stig to appreciate its bloom. However, before little Stig could see this flower fully open and all the way bloomed, someone came along and picked it. Stig was disappointed, but again grew hope as the flower began to bloom again. Right there, right before the flower bloomed, someone picked it, crushing little Stig yet again. Little Stig's mother became outraged. Let me tell you, it is hard to be a mama and watch the hopes of your little ones get crushed. So his mother thought about how to help others know that this little flower was important. As for, as for the third time the flower was ready to bloom, his mother made a sign and it read, Please don't pick this flower. It belongs to a little boy who loves it and takes care of it. Thanks. Just a simple little note from his mama, figuring that maybe whoever's picking this flower doesn't realize that somebody's caring for it. Stick's mother 
was just honest and simple and to the point. And one Saturday morning, Stig's daddy opened the front door and found a card in a book addressed to the boy who takes care of the flower. The card and book was a gift from a neighbor the family didn't know. The neighbor gifted Stig with a book from her childhood entitled The Little Red Flower, written by Paul Tripp. The card said, I had a copy of this book when I was a kid. I thought you might enjoy this story. A Maryland Avenue Neighbor. The story was about a man whose potted flower brought joy to a city. Stig's mother stated it was the perfect gift for him. It's amazing that a little flower can uplift and inspire a town. I think right now we should be pl- we should be doing what we can to uplift each other. Don't forget to send me prayer requests of, and uplifting stories and jokes so that we can do that. Finally, before I close the podcast, I'd like to take a moment and just pray. We need to lift up the world. We need to lift up our nation's leaders. We need to lift up medical workers, doctors, cashiers, truckers, the sick and afflicted. And I just want to take a moment, and I know it's a little cheesy, but I want to pray right now. And I believe that even though you're not hearing this as I'm doing it, that we can still be joined together as more than one lifting up needs in prayer. So, Lord, I come to you today, and I pray for our world, Lord. This pandemic has spread across it, from China to Italy to America. It's beginning in Australia now. I pray, Father God, for every country that has been touched by COVID-19, Lord, that you would give its leaders wisdom, and that you would give them strength, and that they would have the presence of mind to do what is necessary to slow the spread of this at least until we can find a better way of fighting it. I pray, Lord, for America. I pray for the United States of America, for our leaders in Washington, D.C., for our president, for our vice president, for our members of the cabinet, for the head of the CDC, for our senators, for our congressmen and women, Lord, that you would give them all wisdom, that you would give them all an impression to do what is right, that they wouldn't be sneaky about things like we've heard some people being sneaky about as they're trying to pass these helps for us in. Um, I pray for our doctors, from the heads of the hospitals to those that are cleaning up the messes, Lord. Father God, all of our medical workers, no matter how significant or insignificant their job has seemed before COVID-19 hit our country, I pray for each and every one of them that you would give a shelter of protection around them, that they would not get sick themselves, that they would remain healthy, that they would remain strong. Father God, that they would have rest when they need it, that they would have the personal protection equipment that they need, the proper mask, the proper gowns, Lord. They wouldn't be being told to reuse these all day long. I pray for our cashiers. They are the closest to so many people and so often we walk into stores and we see them with no kind of protection from the masses with taking money from people um, and having to interact and you know we can't stay within six feet of these cashiers while we're checking out and you know that they're not just seeing 
one person who we know hasn't been infected, but they're seeing thousands of people in a day. I pray for their health and their safety. And I pray for the truckers. They're having to find their meals in different ways than they're used to. And I pray that they will be fed good meals, that we can figure out how to keep our truckers fed. That they would have energy and that they would be safe as they're driving. Sometimes cross country to deliver the goods that we need. Everything from medical supplies that the doctors and nurses need to take care of their patients to the toilet paper that we're oh so running out of for whatever reason. And Lord, I pray for those that are sick and afflicted. I pray for the elderly. God, if there is anything that is bigger than this pandemic that has hit our world, it is you. If there is anything that we can do, it is to pray. I pray for our economy, and I pray for my listeners, that they may all be blessed, that they may all stay healthy, and that they may have all that they need. Amen. Y'all, thank you so much for joining me on this adventure today. I truly do hope that you and your family has enough. Whatever your needs are, send me your prayer requests. Send me your stories. My new email is flavor.light.podcast at gmail.com. I know that's a lot of dots in there. Um, reach out to me. You can find me on Facebook. It's uh, Flavored Light Podcast. And um, guys, be blessed. If I do nothing else, I want to be a blessing. I wish you all the best. Be a blessing to somebody else today. Virtual hugs.